And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch o'er their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all men whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, Merry Christmas. I'm not sure how merry it will be this year. I'm not sure if you are aware, but Jesus has been stolen. There is a national epidemic that is taking place, and apparently people are stealing Jesus out of mangers across the nation, and he is missing. But praise the Lord that Jesuses have been fit with GPS systems. <laughs> and so now, if you want, you are able to find Jesus. The thing that's been interesting in these Stories as people are stealing Jesus out of the mangers that they, they have the GPS system in them and they're finding the, the Jesus, uh, the baby from the manger in these homes right in the middle of the living room of the folks who stole them. And I thought as I read the story about Jesus being stolen, I thought that's exactly where Jesus needs to be. He didn't come to stay in a manger, to <clears throat> stay cute and cuddly. He came to die for our sins. He came to rise again to be our Savior. And he ends up in the middle of the homes for those who are dying spiritually. He came to heal the sick. He came for the ones who stole Jesus. He came for you and for me. Did you ever wonder why the glory of the Lord first appeared to the shepherds? Why did he show up in front of them? They were considered the most despicable in the community. They were thieves. They were brutal. They were absolute liars. So much so that their testimony would not even be considered in a court of law. 
They were outlaws. They were truly outcast in their community. They were the type who would steal Jesus out of a manger. But the reality is, of our God, you can't steal Jesus. You can't steal the love of God, the gift of God that has been poured out upon humanity. You can't steal it. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his son. Jesus, the Lord, has always been one who gives. He is a giver, not a taker. He is one who offers life to us. The gift has been given. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You see, the gift is given. You cannot return it. Many have chosen to reject it, like the offering of of a fruitcake at Christmas. They don't want it. They don't like the taste. They can't stand the smell. And so they reject it. But the gift has been given. You cannot give it back. It's been offered freely and full of joy. And the gift has been offered to all. A Savior has been born. You can't steal Jesus. Many have tried, Herod tried, to steal Jesus by killing him, by trying to get him out of the picture. But as you look at the shepherds on that night, you cannot steal what happened to those shepherds as the love of God poured into their spirit, can you imagine? How is it, O oh God, that you would reveal to me an absolute miserable person, a shepherd? Nobody wants anything to do with me. Everybody despises me. And God's glory shone that day and penetrated the heart of those shepherds. And they could not help but go back and tell everybody about it, and then come back and worship the Lord Jesus. You can't steal Jesus out of a wretched person who has been brought the Savior. You know, it's interesting, in one of the articles that I read, one of the uh, women where her... uh, her Jesus was stolen out of her manger. She said this, the thing that hurt me the most was that they even stole the light right out of Jesus. They ripped it right out of him. And that's what really got her. Try telling that to the angels. Try telling that to the shepherds. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And then suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory 
light, revelation. All of God's glory shining upon that little mountainside and all these shepherds. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men in whom his favor rests. And so when the angels had left them, they they went into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem. Let us see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They stole the light out of Jesus? You can't steal the light out of Jesus. I am the light of the world, Jesus proclaims. You cannot steal that. I am the glory of my Father. I am the bread of life, born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. I am the light of the world. You see, the whole world changed that Christmas morning when God drew near. Everything changed. We have been searching for Jesus, Peter Jennings said. We have been searching as reporters, that is, because it is an irresistible story. And whatever your faith or religion, there is simply no denying the extraordinary influence that Jesus has had and that he does have in people's lives. You cannot steal the gift. You cannot steal the love of God poured out upon humanity, upon you and me. It is given. A Savior is born. And so the question for all of us is, will you receive the gift? Will you receive the love of God? as he pours it out into your hearts. You cannot steal the hope that came that morning as Jesus was born. The angels again declared, He is the Savior. The Christ, which means the Anointed One, has come. The hope of the One who will deliver us. Listen to the Psalms. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. Are on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice. For we trust in His holy name. The shepherds again could not help but to go and tell all that they came in contact with of what had happened to them. That a Savior had been born. And they couldn't help again to go and to give praise to God. There is hope 
in their lives. John McCain shares a story of when he was in Vietnam. And one of the things they did to torture him nightly was they would put a rope around his neck. And then they would take that rope and they would also wrap it around his ankles and then they would pull it together so that his head was pulled between his legs and he was stuck, bent over in that position every night. In the middle of the night one night, one of the guards came into his prison and he loosened up the ropes so that he could stand and he could be refreshed. And then first thing in the morning, the prison guard would return and then he would tie his ropes back down again. Always going, shh. Then there came the Christmas morn in Vietnam at the camp. And that soldier, as they lined him up outside to take count, that soldier stood right next to him with his sandaled shoes on. And in the sand, he drew a cross. And John McCain, at that Christmas morn, remembered that there is a Savior, that there is one who came to redeem, to free him, that there is hope and there is light in the middle of this dark prison camp. And his name is Jesus. You cannot steal the hope out of the hearts of man. A Savior has been born. He has delivered us out of the bondages of sin, and he has given us life as we receive the gift of his Son. No one whose hope is in you, O God, will ever be put to shame, and it is not a hope that is uncertain but a hope that is founded on certainty in the truth of God and who He is. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade it is kept in heaven for you, who through faith you are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And so in this, we greatly rejoice in our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a hope, a living hope, of life now and of life in eternity. A Savior has been born unto us. You can try to steal Jesus, but you cannot steal the gift. You cannot hold back the flood of love that pours out from the heavens of God into our lives. You can't steal the living hope that is given to us because in the town of David, a Savior has been born. Will you receive the gift?
of Jesus. You cannot steal the joy. To the shepherds I bring you good news of great joy. A Savior is born. One of the things we know as historical fact is that the Grinch tried to steal the joy. Let's have a little story time, shall we? 3,000 feet up on the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode with his load to the tip-top to dump it. Poo-poo to the Who's. He was Grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open a minute or two. And then the Who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear, and he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, and then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, the sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook what he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came somehow or another. It came just the same. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling, he said. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages or boxes or bags. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. And then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his lows through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beef. The beast, actually. Maybe Christmas is so much more. We try to steal Jesus, but you cannot steal the joy. And even in these challenging times of finance, of the crisis going on, and living in a messed up world that we live in, through Christ there can be joy in our lives. Not a fleeting happiness, 
but a deep praise that is welled up in a gladness in our soul of who our Lord is in our lives, of a longing fulfilled that Christmas morn. C.S. Lewis said, Joy must have the stab, the pang, the inconsolable longing. Joy always reminds, it beckons, it awakens desire. It reminds me of the bridegroom who stands here awaiting his bride. The longing, the pain, the anguish, the excitement. And then she walks down the aisle. The day is fulfilled in the covenant and the joy is beyond all explanation. You can't steal that out of the heart of man for those who have received the gift of Jesus. For unto us a Savior is born. And in this you greatly rejoice. Back to 1 Peter. We rejoice that He is our salvation, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. And each and every one of us goes through that, don't we? Each and every one of us goes through these trials. And these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise and glory, light and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls, and you cannot steal that joy from us. Jesus said in John 16.22 to his grieving disciples, as he was preparing to leave, he said this, But I will see you again. And you will rejoice. And no one, no one will take away your joy. A Savior has been born unto us. Will you receive the gift? You cannot steal the peace of God that has come upon mankind. You know, I just received a letter from this week from Jerusalem University College where I've done a lot of study. A beautiful place to go and be in Israel. And the letter began this way. I bring you Christmas greetings from Jerusalem, the city of peace. It didn't seem to ring true with the other news articles that went along that day of trouble in the Gaza Strip and the continued battle that rages there. The city of peace doesn't seem to make sense right now. But unto us, 
a Savior who is the Prince of Peace has been born. There is not peace, there is not the absence of war, which is what we long for. And we think of peace in those terms, that there is no fighting going on. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, offers shalom. It is a rest for our souls. It is a peace that you and I are in right standing with God Almighty. That we will someday stand before the Lord. And we are at rest in that because we know that He is our Savior. And we know that He is our Deliverer. And He will be the one who will stand before the Lord in us and say, this one is my child. It brings peace, rest, that which is right before God because I am at rest with Him. I have received the gift. I went to the hospital a while ago. I received a phone call in the evening and the call was a request to come and to pray with a family where the husband was dying. And I did not know the family. It was a relative of someone in this body. and So as I went to the hospital that evening, as I got to hear about the husband, and what was known of the husband was that he never received the gift. And he kept rejecting it. His wife loved the Lord Jesus and would read the scriptures to him and beg God for his life to be saved by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so that evening, together as a family in the waiting room, and the husband we couldn't visit because they were trying to save his life, we just prayed. And we just prayed. We had nowhere else to turn but to the creator of life to ask for this man's life. That he would not only be physically touched, but that his spirit would be touched by God. And then I left. I just got a report this week a beautiful part of the story that I hadn't heard. One of the members of this body went to visit this gentleman and wanted to just love him in the Lord. And as he was talking with him, he said, tell me about what's been going on with you and your, your journey with God. And he started talking about Jesus. <clears throat> and he said, all night last night, talking about the night when we were there praying, the man dying on his deathbed. All night, last night, I wanted to sleep. I was so tired. But this Jesus kept permeating my thoughts. This Jesus would not let me alone. This Jesus kept talking to me. And I was restless. And I was up all night. He kept hounding me in my thoughts and in my being. And finally, I could not resist 
this pouring out of love that filled my heart. And so I said, yes, Jesus. And then he said to this dear brother visiting, and then I slept. A soul that is at rest with God. And a few days later, he went to his real home with a Savior that was born in the city of David. A child of God in his presence. For unto us, a child, a Savior has been given. A peace, a shalom for our soul. Rejoice in the Lord always because there is a peace that comes from trusting in God in the middle of all the madness that is around us. This life really makes no sense most of the time. But God's peace pours out into us that He has our lives in His hands, that this world is not out of control. And so He speaks to our hearts in Philippians 4. We can rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, let us rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And here's the promise. Here's the promise. As we come before God, trusting Him in the madness of life. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Shalom for our hearts and our minds. That's the promise of our Savior to us. We were just in Bethlehem with a beautiful group from this church. The house of bread. Bethlehem where Jesus came. And it was a mess. And it was ravaged with war. And we came to the gates where it's controlled by the Palestinians and we had to switch buses and we had to switch our tour guide and we had to get armed soldiers and we had to go through the gates down the dusty road and we came to this church, the place where they say Jesus was born. And you walk into the church through a low door, the door of humility, which is appropriate as you come before the King of Kings. And then you enter into a dark, dank cave and you see a little star that is a spot in this hole in the ground where they say our Savior was born. And the whole thing didn't feel very holy But then our beautiful sister Nancy led us in a devotional. 
And here was the reminder. No matter what, whether this place is the place where Jesus was born in the middle of all these incense and the, just the dirtiness, the filthiness of it all, in the middle of the war that rages outside, Jesus came. He drew near. He came to us, a Savior. And in this town of Bethlehem, the bread of life was given. For God so loved the world that he gave. And so there is peace. And there will be ultimate peace amidst the ravaging war going up above. For unto us, a Savior has been born. Will you receive the gift, the shalom for our souls? I want you to receive the gift. This isn't a story about some little baby that just looked cute in the manger. It's about the Savior of our lives. And if you've never received the gift, I want you this morning with me and in your hearts to say, Jesus, I receive you. Let us just thank God together for this Christmas season. And then let me pray. And you pray in your heart if that's where God has you right now. Okay? Father, we can do nothing but give you praise and glory and honor. We, we are overwhelmed by your love that you would give your son for us to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again, Lord Jesus, and we give you thanks and praise. Father, you are our lives, and I pray right now that you'll touch those in this room who have never received your gift. And if that is you, pray this in your heart with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for your love that came to me, a, a wretched person, full of sin, who has kicked against you, God. Thank you for your life and your love for me, even me. And Lord Jesus, this day, I ask you, I receive you, the gift, the Savior, into my heart. Lord Jesus, I ask you to be Lord of my life and to take control of my life, which I have tried to live in my own strength for a long time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus for coming into my heart. I receive you. Thank you for washing me white as snow, for forgiving my sin. I love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And if you prayed that in your heart this morning, you are now a child of God, welcomed into his kingdom.
the light of the world has come into your life. And we say nothing but amen and praise God. Welcome.